welcome to Kidacity, where kids share, learn, and have fun together. I'm your host, Samachita, and this is episode 27, Surya Namaskara and Maple Syrup. This week was very special, as Time Magazine announced its first ever Kid of the Year. 15-year-old Gitanjali Rao was chosen among 5,000 nominees for this prestigious award. She is an inventor and a scientist and has worked on issues such as drinking water contamination and cyberbullying. I saw her interview with the movie star Angelina Jolie and realized that age doesn't matter for anything. You can read more about her on www.time.com. Welcome to Discover Yoga. Yoga is an ancient Indian system which is the practice of bringing balance to our body, mind and soul. This week, we are discussing the concept of Surya Namaskaras. Surya Namaskaras are a very important part of the asana practice in yoga. Many asana classes begin with a couple of rounds of Surya Namaskaras. But what exactly are these? Surya means sun and Namaskar means salutation. Sun is the provider of energy and yoga. Philosophy says that by performing Surya Namaskara, we are drawing the energy of the sun into our bodies. These are a set of 12 powerful yoga asanas that open up the body and the mind. Best done early in the morning, Surya Namaskaras can be practiced at other times of the day as well. One round of Surya Namaskara consists of two sets of 12 asanas, one done on the left side and one on the right. There is a particular breathing pattern associated with each asana and all the 12 asanas are done in a flow. Surya Namaskaras, if done regularly and correctly, improve blood circulation of all parts of the body, tones, the spine, waist, shoulders, and abdomen. Other fitness routines also include Surya Namaskara regularly as a complete warm-up or cardio activity. Usually, 6 or 12 rounds of Surya Namaskaras are recommended to be done every day. There are classes and workshops for performing 108 rounds as well. Here is a small exercise for you. Look up a good Surya Namaskara instruction video on YouTube and perform at least three rounds every day for the next one week. Note down what changes you observe in your body and mind at the end of each day. I'll also do this and share my observations with you soon. It's now time for some good news. Have you heard of the world's loneliest elephant? Doesn't it sound really sad? One elephant named Kavan was living alone in a Pakistani zoo for 35 years. But this week, it got a new home in Cambodia. It now has the company of 600 other elephants. American singer and actor Cher had written songs pressing for Kavan's release for Grimm, isolated conditions, and she accompanied the elephant there. According to the Fort Paws organization, which helped in the move, 
Kavan will be free to roam around six hectares of land. Isn't this an amazing story? With a depth of over 45 meters, around 148 feet, Deep Spot is claimed to be the world's deepest swimming pool. Open this week in Poland. It contains 8,000 cubic meters of water, more than 20 times the amount as a 25 meter pool. Deep Spot is intended for divers of all levels to practice their skills. The army and the police practice here on how to evacuate people out of a shipwreck, etc. There are real-life Mayan ruins, shipwrecks, underwater tunnels, and more in this pool. The deep spot has beat the Y40 deep joy as the world's deepest swimming pool for diving. Thousands of rock art pictures depicting huge ice age creatures such as mastodons have been found this week by researchers in the Amazon rainforest. These rocks are believed to be 11,000 years old. Yes, you heard me right, 11,000! The paintings are set over three different rock shelters, with the largest known as Cerro Azul. Home to 12 panels and thousands of individual pictographs, the paintings give a vivid and exciting glimpse into the lives of these old communities. It is unbelievable to us today to think that they lived among and hunted giant herbivores, some of which were the size of a small car. There are different figures on the rocks varying from men to geometric shapes. See how wow nature can be? That is all for this week's good news. Are you ready for your virtual vacation? Get your backpack, sunglasses, water bottle and say hello to one country, 10 amazing things. I'll give you three clues to guess the next country. Maple syrup, ice hockey and Justin Bieber. Any guesses? If you got it correct, it's Canada. Canada is the second largest country in the world and shares the longest border with the United States of America. Its capital is Ottawa and the currency used is Canadian dollars. I have two special guests with me to tell us all about Canada. Mr. Tom and his son Kai. Hi Sammy, nice to see you. Hi. So first can we start off with a brief introduction of who you are? Okay, sure. Yeah, I. Uh, so I'm Tom, and this is my son Kai. We are calling you today from Calgary, Canada, and uh, really happy to be a part of your podcast. Same over here. Firstly, Canadians are considered very friendly and polite. This is what my parents told me. So <laughs> is this true, and if so, why? Canadians are polite because we think before we speak and we say sorry way too much. (laughs) It is true. Canadians are known for apologizing way too much. Uh, It's kind of a part of our regular way about going about our days. (laughs) And uh, no, I think it's uh, Canadians. We have a lot to be happy about. We're very lucky. Uh, So Canada is very rich in natural resources 
Uh, I'm not sure if this is something you know, but Canada is in fact the, the third richest country in the world when measured by the value of its natural resources. Uh, we have the third largest oil deposits uh, next to Venezuela and Saudi Arabia. Uh, so we, and we also have a huge abundance of minerals such as potash, coal, uranium. Um, and we're actually the third largest exporter of timber in the world. So I think having this wealth of natural resources creates uh, revenues for our government and uh, companies that extract these resources, and it creates good-paying jobs for a lot of Canadians. Um, and it helps us afford things like putting roofs over our heads and clothes on our back and food in our tummies. And those are things that uh, make us very happy. <laughs> uh, I think that Canada is one of the largest important importers of maple syrup because it's actually, I think, what Canada is known for, it's maple syrup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Canada, we're kind of this. Hey, you want to talk about maple syrup? <laughs> Canada produces 80% of the world's maple syrup. Well, that's good to know. And But actually, I haven't ever tasted maple syrup, and I'm looking forward to tasting it soon. You'll have to come take a trip to uh, Canada then, and we can make you some good pancakes with uh, real Canadian maple syrup. Thank How's you. that sound? I'm looking forward to coming to Canada. <laughs> right on. So, what are your top vacation destinations within Canada? Yeah, so we live in Calgary, which is on the western side of Canada. So our favorite destinations are are in are, yeah in the mountains. Kai, what do, where do we like to go on vacations? Banff, Revelstoke, Vancouver, and Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so Banff. Yeah, so just to talk a little bit more about Banff, um, it's what do we like to do in Banff? We like to we like to ski a lot. Yeah, we like to go skiing and mountain biking. Um, Revelstoke is more of a lesser known uh, tourist destination in Canada, but it's one of our favorites. It's also in the Rocky Mountains, and it's a, a beautiful area with amazing hiking trails, great skiing. Uh, good food. Good food, good restaurants. Uh, there's some old growth uh, cedar forests, which are just beautiful to walk through. Um, and as for cities, yeah, Kai mentioned Vancouver, that's on the Pacific coast, uh, another beautiful city where you can go surfing and skiing in the same day. Um, and Toronto, you probably have heard about Toronto. That's Canada's biggest city. Uh, we don't go there often, but we do have some family there and, uh, it's a great city to visit as well. I also think that one of the world's largest highways is in Canada, if I'm not wrong. Oh, you are correct. The Trans-Canada Highway, which uh, spans the entire country. Um, yeah, Canada geographically is, is one of the biggest countries in the world. So, um, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head how long that highway is, but uh, it would definitely be uh, one of the biggest highways in the world, if not the biggest. Mm -hmm. And... So, what is the national sport? Hockey in the winter and lacrosse in the summer. Well, and yeah, and when we say uh, hockey, we're referring to ice hockey, of course, as opposed to field hockey, which I believe is a sport you guys play a lot of, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, 
Canada has a lot of winter sports. That's true. It is winter for a lot of the year here. So uh, in the winter, we play hockey, we ski, uh, we play a sport called curling. What else do we like to do in the winter? Mm, we like to toboggan a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the next question is for you, Kai. So what is the Canadian schooling system like? Uh, I speak French, so I speak French for most of the day and... Yeah, in uh, Canada, kids have a choice whether to, we have two official languages, English and French. So kids have a choice whether to uh, take school in English or French. Uh, Kai goes to a uh, French immersion school. So although at home we speak English 100% of the time, at school he speaks French and learns every subject in French. And that's a choice that all kids get to make. Um, and as for school, it starts at kindergarten and we go right through grade 12. Uh, school is, is mandatory for, for all kids all the way till they're at the age of 16. Um, and uh, we have both public and private schools. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really good uh, schooling system. and something we're proud of in Canada. So I'd like to decision the choice that you can make that you can go to French school or you can go to English school. So that's a really nice thing and a unique thing, I think, about the Canadian schooling system. Absolutely. Well, the next question is, what is Canada's most popular foods? Is one of it maple syrup with pancakes? Uh, yes, is yes. One of them is maple syrup and pancakes. We also have poutine and beaver tails. Okay. Well, I think beaver tails are popular in Asterix. Have you read the book Asterix? Oh no, we haven't. Well, it's a comic book, and I think that's really popular in them. And, well, those are some really unique foods, and I look forward to trying them. Absolutely. Moving on to the next question. Canada is a very diverse country with several cultures. Has it always been the case or been this, been this way recently? answer this one and um, I can chime in too. Um, it's always been the case because lots of different culture and people have came to Canada. That's right. So Canada uh, is a country of, of both First Nations, Indigenous population and immigrants. So early settlers of Canada were of European descent. Uh, but Canada has always been a country that has encouraged immigrants from all parts of the world. Uh, including China, India, Japan, Africa, Middle East, uh, South and Central America. Uh, in fact, Kai's mom herself is from Guyana, South America. Um, so Canada is actually known to be one of the most culturally diverse countries in the world. Um, and one very important thing uh, to know about Canada is that we don't consider it a melting pot, but rather a cultural mosaic. So um, what that means is that when immigrants come to Canada, 
we don't expect them to become Canadian, whatever, you know, whatever that is defined as, uh, but rather Canada encourages immigrants to maintain their language, maintain their cultural customs from their home country. Uh, so for this reason, we have a lot of festivals in Canada to celebrate all sorts of the different ethnicities of our population. Um, for example, because Kai's mom is from Guyana, uh, every year we go to Carafest, which is a celebration of Caribbean culture, uh, where there's Caribbean music and dancing and food. So that's just a, an example of uh, one of the many um, festivals that you know we have in Canada. Um, also, you know, Kai just learned about Diwali in school last week. Uh, we have a large Indian population here as well. And uh, that's another example. Well, that's something nice to know about Canada. That, you know, it's not considered as a melting pot. Instead, like you are seeing a cultural mosaic. That's right. Absolutely. In our school, we learned that the Canadian caribous are near extinction. Can you tell us one thing about the Canadian caribous? Uh, the... Uh, caribou are the same thing as reindeer, and they are in like the very cold weather, like the Atlantic and the yeah, up way north in the cold Arctic. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, I think so. Yeah, so at this time of year, the the reindeer are getting very busy to uh, help get ready to pull Santa's sleigh. Isn't that right? Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good to know about the Canadian caribou. And the final question is, what is one thing you think that the world can learn from Canadians? What do you think uh, people can learn about Canadians? Is it that we're uh, being friendly and uh, open um, to new To be very friendly and open to new cultures. That's well, right. I think it's very, uh, very important that um, we allow everyone to hold on to their culture and customs. So as the world becomes more and more integrated and people are traveling more and moving to different countries more than ever before, uh, just because you move to a new country doesn't mean you have to drop everything and adopt a new way of life. Uh, in Canada, we support multiculturalism and uh, we enjoy learning about and celebrating the cultures of different people. And I think that's truly what it means to be Canadian. Well, that's something good to know that, you know, you should always respect your culture wherever you are. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time, Kai and Tom, Mr. Tom. Thank you, Sammy. That was uh, really fun. And um, yeah, I hope uh, you learned something about Canada today. Yeah, I learned a lot of things about Canada, and I look forward to visiting Canada soon. That would be great to see you guys out here. Absolutely. Well, goodbye, then. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. We are at the end of the show, and I want to share great news with all of the Nintendo fans. This new Super Nintendo World is opening up in Japan next year. If you are a Japan and Nintendo fan like me, you know where to go for your next vacation. Until next week, Jai Hind from Kidaf.